Well, it's the collaboration you've all been waiting for. Where I collab with myself. This is the Vibing in the Ritz Car Podcast. Joined by the co-host, CTF Football Podcast. We talk about the draft. I want to talk about the draft. I want to talk about the draft. Really bad. Um, and I haven't had a, a, a way to, so I'm like, you know what? I'm the way from work. Let me, let me go ahead and talk about it. And um, I'll post it under both the names of the both podcasts. Um, so, we are vibing in the Ritz car, but we're also CTF Football Podcasting it up. And um, just got just ate Chick-fil-A. And now we're heading home. But let's talk NFL Draft, shall we? Um, let's start with the first overall pick. Trayvon Walker. Big time potential for Trayvon Walker. That's why you go number one. That's why you go number one. It's big time potential like Trayvon Walker's got. Um, and he, 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 he's going to be very good right away. How good will you be? It's yet to be determined how good he'll be yet right away. We know out of the box, he's an elite run defender immediately. He's going to come in and be the best run defender on that team. And he has shown flashes of becoming a very scary pass rusher. Physical profiles there. He's a monster. That whole Georgia defense was monsters. Um, 36-inch arms. A crazy vertical jump, like 40-plus inches, I believe. He ran well. He's not just a combine warrior. He also just played really good last year. For, for Georgia, I think he only had four sacks, but... I don't really care. I don't care. We've seen a lot of players that don't put up that much production in college become superstars in the NFL, and vice versa. Players that put up a lot of production don't become superstars, and that's usually what happens. Usually the people that put up the most production don't become superstars in the NFL. Um, And I think that Trayvon Walker will fall into the role of he'll put up a great career even though he did not have the crazy stats that say, and Aiden Hutchinson does, and not saying Aiden Hutchinson is not going to be good. We'll get to Aiden Hutchinson in a minute, but we'll talk about the rest of the Jaguars draft. They get Trayvon Walker, number one, and then you add on Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma to Foise Olakun, which is pretty good. The linebacking core is pretty good for them. I do like that for them. I think that that's a very good linebacking core. Young linebacking core. Foise, I believe this is He's like, I'm, I, he he first popped up in my radar last season, like towards the end of last season, not the end of last season, towards the end of two seasons ago, and last season. Um, he's really good, big time tackler, but we're not talking about him. We're talking about Chad Muma, who I think is super talented. He's a steal. I believe they got him in the, what, the fourth or third, third or fourth round. Big time steal. He's got massive potential. Um, I really like Chad Muma, and then you've got Devin Lloyd, who arguably is the most pro-ready linebacker in the draft. So, there's that. I really like the draft. There's other things they did. I can't remember every pick from every team, but I remember the highlights of all the teams, and those are the highlights. Those are the three big highlights for the Jaguars. Let me preface this video, by the way. By the way, this might be multiple parts. I don't know, because this is only a 25-minute drive home, so I don't think I'll be able to talk about the entire draft 25 minutes when I spent three minutes on the first team. But... Um... Yeah, I don't think anybody in this draft did badly. I don't think there was one team that didn't have, like, that had a bad draft. Like, a lot of teams didn't have good drafts, but there was no, like, bad drafts, I do not believe. 
which is the first time in a long time, and a lot of that's because of, there's the depth in this class, and this class is so deep, and we knew it was going to be. We knew it didn't have the top-tier names, but it's going to have depth that a lot of classes recently don't, and that's just so cool. We don't have a lot of those classes, so I think we'll see a lot of late-round picks become studs this year, become studs. Like, Chad Muma might be an absolute stud. Um, other guys that I think could be studs we'll talk about later on, but late round picks are going to be really good this year because of all the depth the class has. So the Jaguars did really good. I know a lot of people don't like the Trayvon Walker pick because they care about stats and not what you can become, um, which is stupid to me, but anyway, uh, I think it's going to be working out for them. Trayvon Walker's the beast. Lions, what a draft. What a draft. I'm biased, of course, but I think think I've been unbiased when the Lions have had bad drafts 2020 or 2019 2018 2018 whenever we took like July to buy in the second round that was a brutal draft we got a Mario Arroyo in that draft but brutal brutal but Brad Holmes past two seasons I've loved what he's been doing building up in the trenches you get Aiden Hutchinson hometown kid he wants to be in Detroit I think um he said he wants to I'm going to believe him. I'm going to believe him. And his family really did seem hyped that he's going to be on the Lions. And I'm hyped as well. He has the highest floor probably of any player in the class. He's going to be an all-pro caliber player in five seasons. Like, that's just what he's going to be. He might not be like a five-time all-pro like Aaron Donald. But he'll be one-time all-pro, maybe two. He'll make Pro Bowls. He'll... Uh, be in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. He'll be in the running for Rookie of the Year this year. Um, I really like Aiden Hutchinson. I like the pick for the Lions. He's running in a different system than he ran at Michigan, I believe, so he'll have to get used to that, but I think that already it sort of fits his style of play. I think we're going to be very run-stop heavy, and we're going to pressure on third downs, like we did last year, kind of, but I think it'll work out better this year. The personnel's there. You get Jameson Williams, you trade up, you fleece the Vikings. They, you, they get 30, 32 and 34 for like 11 and 43. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous that we got that done. And we get the best receiver in the class by a wide margin, in my opinion. Now, saying that before he was even drafted by the Lions, I had no, I, I had no expectations the Lions were going to get Jameson Williams in the slightest. I never thought of it. Last year, I thought a lot about us getting Devontae Smith. And then I was disappointed when we got Panay Sewell, even though Panay Sewell's great. And I knew he, Panay Sewell was great. But I wanted Devontae Smith. We just got Devontae Smith again. <laughs> we just got a more injury-prone, possibly, Devontae Smith. And I'm here for it, man. I'm here for what Jamison Williams has been become. Jamison Williams, at his best, is a taller Tyreek Hill. And that's all there is to it. Third round, Joshua Pascal. Or second round, Joshua Pascal. I would have liked other picks here, but he's not a bad player. He's far from a bad player. You get um, Matt, uh, you get Rodriguez, Malcolm Rodriguez. What's his name? <laughs> I know he's really good. I watched him in college. He was really good at Oklahoma State, the, the leader of that defense. And I like what we're doing on all the lines, all the lines of defense, the front seven, the, the linebackers, and the safeties, corners. We have a leader in all those spots. Aiden Hutchinson will be the leader of this team on defense, on the line especially. Then you've got... Rodriguez, who we know is the leader of the Oklahoma State defense last year. He'll lead that linebacking core. And in the secondary, Tracy Walker is basically the leader of the whole team. Tracy Walker is Detroit right now. Um, 
So I love what they're doing there. We've got a lot of leadership in this team. They go chase Lucas in the seventh round. Dude's so talented. Dude's so talented. He's got a lot of off-field issues, I believe I heard. Um, but he's very good. And I think everybody knew he was very good. If he's the right player I'm thinking about. <laughs> um, man, there's more picks in this draft that I just can't think of. There's a really good player from Jackson State that got taken in the sixth round. I don't know how much he'll, how good he'll be, but he's in the draft. Um sure there's other picks that I just can't remember for the Lions, um, but Rodriguez, Jamison Williams, and Aiden Hutchinson make it an A-plus draft for me. I think all of them are going to be studs. The only thing wrong with Rodriguez is he's small, but I don't really think that matters in the modern NFL. I think small actually is becoming more of the norm for quarterbacks and corners and not really receivers, but maybe receivers at some point. Running backs are getting smaller, I feel like, so... Um, Maybe Small's the, the move. Maybe Small's the move. But I think he'll be very good. And Aiden Hutchinson obviously will be good. And Jameson Williams has potential to be the best receiver in the league. Like, he has that kind of potential. He has Calvin Johnson potential. Not like he'll play like Calvin Johnson, but he has, like, becoming the best receiver in the league like Calvin Johnson was for a time potential. In my opinion, third overall, the who, bah, 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 the, who, who picked third? This is fun. Oh yeah, the Texans took Derek or Texans took Derek Stingley. That's a good pick. <laughs> if you get freshman Derek Stingley, it's a great pick. If you get past two seasons Derek Stingley, who I think was a little bit overhated, I think we got his got our expectations way too high. I still think he was good on a down to down basis, usually. Um, there were plays that he took off, but who wouldn't take off plays on that LSU team? It was garbage, dude. Terrible. Terrible team. Um but I do like him. I think he's going to be very good. Kenyon Green, you get in the second round, you get John Mechie. You basically just draft a starter to every position. So sort of what you need to do when your roster's as bad as theirs is. I like this draft for them. It was like an A, A-. And there's a lot more picks than I just listed, but obviously my brain doesn't work. So we will move on to the, jet, jet, the Jets, who I know five of these picks from memory. I know five, six. I know six of them. They got the tight end from Ohio State. Um, I don't know his name, but he's from New York, from Long Island. He was a Jets fan growing up. Obviously, I know who all these players are, basically. I just can't remember their name because I'm not good with that name thing. Um, so, Greg, not Greg Dulcich. He went to the Broncos. But yeah, you know who I mean. You know who I mean. He was very happy to be a Jet. Anyway, you get Sauce Gardner fourth. Depends on how you like Sauce Gardner. If he's a great pick at three or at four. I believe he is a great pick at four. Because I think he has Darrell Reeves' potential. And I think he will play like Darrell Reeves. I think Sauce Island could be a thing. I think Sauce could, could buy an island just like Darrell Reeves did. So... You do that. Then you get Garrett Wilson in 11, I believe. Now, I'm not the biggest Garrett Wilson guy. I think Garrett Wilson's going to be good. I think he's going to be a good player. I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but I'm probably going to be wrong. I'm probably going to be wrong. So, you know what I'm not wrong about? Jermaine Johnson at 26 is um, ridiculous. That's stupid. That is absolutely ridiculous that they got that done. They traded back up. He somehow fell to him. They didn't overpick him at four. 
I think at 11, it was even, like, I think you'd be fine with taking him at 11. Even four, I think some people would have been like, oh, that's a reach. But I would have been like, okay, cool. They didn't go sauce, they went Jermaine Johnson. And it wouldn't have shocked me. And they get him at 26. Then they get Brees Hall at 34, I believe. What are we doing? What are we doing? This is an insane draft. And you get Max Mitchell in the fourth or fifth. I cannot remember which one. But he's already a pro-ready guard. This draft is unbelievable. This is a top three draft, I believe, in this draft. I feel like my top three are Baltimore, New York, and New York. Both New York teams. But, yeah, I mean, just a sick, sick draft from the Jets. Joe Douglas continues to draft well. Will it pay off into wins? That's another question entirely. Will they be good? Who knows? Who knows if they'll be good or not? Zach Wilson, still a question mark, even though he can make legitimately every throw. Um, will he make every throw is the question. Let's get to four, fifth. Fifth pick in the draft was Kmon Thibodeau. Steel, steel. Best player in the draft, in my opinion. I've been saying it for a while. Best player in the draft. Um, he's just, he's so good. He's so good. Prospect, pati- pro- prospect, 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 prospect fatigue um, really got to Kayvon Thibodeau. Like, if he was a guy who burst onto the scene this year and we didn't know about him since high school as a future, like, Coming out of high school, people were like, okay, yeah, this guy's going to go number one in the draft in, like, three seasons. And if that hadn't happened, if he had been, like, Trayvon Walker, where he just burst in on the scene, he would have gone number one overall. But it's just we get bored of players being at the top of the draft all the time. They were like, oh, let me put this dude here. And then teams are like, huh, all these mock drafts have Kayvon Thibodeau falling. And I guess he's kind of not great. No, it's not how it works, teams. Teams, it's not how it works. Um... He's going to be very good. He's going to be very good. And you get Evan Neal at seven. Like, you get maybe the two best players in the class. I wouldn't say that, but maybe. In a row. Like, that's ridiculous. Then you get Wondell Robinson, who I love. I don't know how he's going to fit along Kadarius Tony, but we'll see. Um, I think Joe Shane said they weren't going to trade. Excuse me. That they weren't going to trade Tony. So we'll see how they sort of differentiate those two. Because they're very similar players. They're very similar. If you watched any Kentucky game last year, they would always compare Wondell Robinson to Kadarius Tony. So that is interesting. But I think that it'll be good. And they had some other picks. None really that were, like, amazing to me. But when you get three guys that I think will be future pro bowlers, like, you're good. You're good. That's a great draft. A+. plus. Sixth was Ika McQuanu. The Panthers had a draft. The Panthers um, went with some athletes. They went with some athletes. They didn't go for guys that are, like, incredible right now, although Ika McQuanu is going to be really good right away. They went with Matt Corral. I don't like Matt Corral. I think he's not going to be good, but maybe I'm wrong. He's going to have Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, and DJ Moore to throw to, assuming Darnold does lose the starting job, which, let's, let's just face it, he probably will. Um... So, yeah, I, I do believe that Ike McQuan is going to be good. Matt Corral, maybe. He's a big-time question mark. There weren't really any other picks that stood out to me on this team. They got Amari Barno, who I love, so that's actually a really good pick. Amari Barno could be very good. He also could be very bad. So, we'll see which one there is there, but I believe it's probably more of the former. I 
can't really think of any more picks they had. I'm sure they had some other picks that were good, but none of them really stood out. This is one of the middle-tier drafts for me, even though Ekum and Abarno, I feel like, are both big hits. Eighth was Drake London. Don't love the pick. I'm not a Drake London guy. He's going to be good, but he's going to be sort of... He's going to be very frustrating with the amount of times he doesn't create separation. I feel like. I feel like you already had a better version of Drake London on the team already. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is just a better version of every player in the league. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is that good. Um, as there's a guy running off-road beside me, that's pretty cool. Um, I enjoy that very much. But, yeah, the Falcons also drafted Justin Schaefer, John Fitzpatrick. This is just off the top of my head. They had a really good second-round pick. I can't remember who it is. They had Desmond Ritter. I'm not a Desmond Ritter guy either. I think Desmond Ritter is probably not good. I just don't think he was very good at Cincinnati. I think he had a lot of help. And we'll see, maybe. I mean, he does have potential. Like, that's objective. He has a lot of potential. He's, he's got a cannon for an arm, but he's very inaccurate right now. So, we'll see how that develops along. But maybe he'll be good. Maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. We'll love to see this murder be successful. Be someone who was so successful in college, one of the most winningest quarterbacks of all time. Go to the NFL and be winning again. That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. Um, Falcons, lower tier draft for me. I don't love Ritter. I don't love Drake London at 8. I would have loved Drake London at, like, 17. Like, that's cool, but I feel like you reached for him, like, a good bit. But maybe I'm wrong. Once again, hopefully I'm wrong. I like Drake London as a person, I'm sure. I'm sure he's good. I'm sure he's good. Um, 9. I think we'll get 10 picks in because we're, like, 5 minutes away from him. 9. Who picked ninth? This is fun. Um, Seattle. Seattle picked ninth. They got Charles Cross, and I like it, but at the same time, he's not a run blocker. He's not a run blocker yet, and you drafted a running back in the second round, plus you have Chris Carson, plus you just paid Rashawn Penny, plus you've got Travis Homer and um, DJ Dallas. Like, that's a lot of running backs for an offensive line that is not great at run blocking on paper. I don't know what to do about that. Maybe Charles Cross, maybe. I mean, here's what here's what ha- could happen. Charles Cross, they didn't even run the ball. They barely ran the ball at all at Mississippi State. And maybe Charles Cross will immediately come in and just go back to his high school days, where I'm assuming he ran block more. Um, so maybe he just immediately becomes an elite run defender, which hopefully that happens for them. That'd be cool. They get Boye Mafe in the second round. That is just... Maybe the best pick in the draft, value-wise. I think that pick is absolutely phenomenal. That's like the best pick in the draft. He's like a top 10 talent kind of guy, possibly, if he feels his potential. And he's going to one of the best spots he can possibly go to, to learn under Pete Carroll. And I think that that's really good for him. And I, I just think Boyan Moffitt is going to be really good. Kenneth Walker, he's a pick. That was definitely a pick. I feel like you could have picked somebody else. But Kenneth Walker is sick. And Abraham Lucas, great pick. You get Kobe Bryant and Tariq Bullen. Bro, two corners that could be very good. Right now, are either of them, like, all the way there yet? Kobe Bryant's kind of all the way there. 
He's not really that high of a ceiling player, but he's a high floor. Tariq Woolen is the high ceiling guy. Tariq Woolen is, like, freaking huge. Tariq Woolen is 6'5", 6'4", and ran 2'4", 6", or 4'2", 6". Man, 2'4", 6", would have been really impressive. So there is a real chance that he becomes a stud, stud, but... He's very raw. He's one of the rawest players in the draft, which is why he fell. Those measurables are number one overall pick, but his experience, he's only played the position for two seasons. So, Does he become good? Maybe. If he becomes good, will he be amazing? Yeah, he'll be insane if he becomes good. So, good pick for them. That was a great draft. I love Seattle's draft. I think it was one of the more underrated drafts um, out of all the drafts. Who picked 10th? No. Who picked 10th? Was it the Saints that traded up for a 10th pick? Did the, did the Saints trade up for the 10th pick? No, the Jets had the 10th pick and took Garrett Wilson. Then 11th, the Saints traded for him. So the Saints traded for the 11th pick in the draft and took Chris Olave. Well, like Chris Olave just smooth criminal, bro. He is probably the most smooth route-running receiver I have ever seen with my own two eyes. He can pull off any route you want him to, and he'll make it look like a dance move. That's all it is to it. That's all it is to it. He's super fast. He ran way faster for 40 time than a lot of people expected, even though I not going to brag, but I expected him to run real fast in that 40, and he did. He ran really, really fast. Um, I think Chris Olave is going to be really good and you add him on to Michael Thomas, that's not even possible to guard. <laughs> that's not even, like, possible. Because Michael Thomas is so underrated. He's so good at what he does. Michael Thomas is so good at what he does. Do I think his stat for most catches in the single season is overrated? Yeah, because Drew Brees threw him the ball every time. But I do think he's very good and underrated and overhated. Um, you get Trevor Penning, big bust potential for him. Big time. He looked garbage at the Senior Bowl, but he's got incredible potential. He's one of the more athletic tackles we've ever seen. And really, he might be a great player. He could very well be a great player. Um, I really do think that. They got Alante Taylor, which is a pick for sure. Alante Taylor, good corner, not a great corner. But he could be very good. It's possible. He looks like he's very happy to be in New Orleans. So it always is some of some of it. It always is if you're happy to be where you are. He's been learning from Dennis Allen, who is one of the best defensive coaches in football. So I do not question the pick. I'm sure he'll be very good. And yeah, there's that. Thirteenth, the Jet, the the, the, the Texans already said it. They took blah. They took dude. They took Kenyon Green. Fourteenth. Um, I think someone traded up for thirteenth. I don't remember who traded up for 13. I'm sure someone did. Everybody traded up for everything. Let's talk about the Ravens draft before this is over. Let's just actually... Yeah, let's, I mean, I think this will be a two-parter. We'll do another vibe in the Ritz car talking about picks like 16 through 32 at some point. Let's talk about the Ravens, bro. Who let this happen? Who let the Ravens do this good in the draft? David Ojabo, maybe the best player talent-wise in the draft. Like, that's not even a joke. He is maybe the most talented player in the class. He was my number three on my big board before injury. He is unbelievable. He's raw. 
But if you can capture that, you're getting a better version of Michael Strahan. That's all it is. You're getting a better Michael Strahan if you can capture his potential. Um, that was in the second round, by the way. They got Kyle Hamilton and, and Tyler Linderbaum whilst trading away the dead weight that was Marquise Brown for a first. What are we doing? Why are we letting them do this every year? Then they get Travis Jones, who is amazing. Isaiah Likely, who will play live receiver and be good at it. They get Charlie Kovar, who is really good at tight end. Lamar's going to love him. You get, who else? Um, Jalen Armour Davis, who I don't like, but he's got so much potential. You get Tyler Beatty in the seventh. With all the injuries, they get a running back. Tyler Beatty could come in immediately and start for them. He might win the third-string job and be the best running back on that team. He is so good. And I think I'm missing, like, one or two players on this team that they drafted. This was the best draft, in my opinion, the number one draft of any draft. And that's the perfect way to end off this video as I'm nearly home. How do you let the Ravens become even better than they are? Like, yes, they got rid of Marquise Brown, and people act like it's a big deal. It's not. I promise. I promise it's not a big deal. You're opening up targets for Rashad Bateman and Deborah DuVernay, who are both better than him, who are both better than Marquise Brown is. Both of them can do one thing that Marquise Brown can't do, catch a football. Now, neither of them can do it consistently, but Marquise Brown can't do it. Marquise Brown cannot do it. So, um, there's that. I really do love this draft from the Ravens. That is all for this episode of the Vibing in the Ritz Car Podcast. I was your host, Connor Cates, and I will see you all next time when we vibe in the Ritz Car once again.